1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. I'm Shad here with Matt and Brad. Guys, how are you doing tonight?
2: Doing good.
1: I'm doing excellent. Outstanding. We want to thank you all for joining us. You heard our social media bumper. Please hit us up on those. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Some other stuff we need to get get in there. First of all, uh, our plug for Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. They just turned two Great quality wrestling sh- attire, and by wrestling attire I don't mean trunks and boots and tights, I mean shirts and coats and hats and that sort of stuff. It's good stuff made by good people, and if you use the promo code 4 Podcast, that's the number four capital C and Corners, capital P and Podcast with no spaces, you get 10% off your order. And a quick shout out to someone who deserves a quick shout out, take it Matt.
2: That would be Epico Cologne. Um, I might uh, try and put Epico's face on a milk carton uh, like they did back in the day. Because it's been quite some time since we've seen him on WWE no. TV.
0: Is it still November?
2: It's still November, as far as I know.
0: Wow. Why do they even have him under contract?
2: I don't know. I mean, I presume he's worked. He, I know there are shows in 2019 that he has worked uh, house shows. But... Uh, I don't even know. I, I don't know because because they have like a, a like a thousand people in their contract that they're not using.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah.
2: That's that's true.
1: Okay, so um, here we are, and and there's a lot of stuff that's going on right now. We're uh, recording this uh, end of July, beginning of August, twenty nineteen. So we are uh, we're gonna do something we haven't done for a while. We're gonna do a little state of right now. Yeah, just kind of a snapshot of what's going on.
0: And we've kind of avoided uh, current WWE just because I, I think I'm easily speaking for Shad and Matt when I say it's just been dreadful and there's been very little of merit to actually discuss.
1: Mm-hmm. There's been less. It feels like there's been less to enjoy than there has been more to discourage.
0: Like, there's not been much to actually latch on to for, I would say, almost this entire year to this point.
1: The stuff that's been good to latch on to, at least for me, has been kind of centered around a few particular people. Um, Kofi, Joe, Ricochet, Styles. That, that, that about does it.
2: I mean, I would agree with that, yeah, that's it, you you really kind of have to just go with like individual people that you like and just hope that they're booking them well or at least that they're having good matches.
1: yeah, so um we've got a few things going on the what we're gonna start though is is going to be what I guess we might call the most glaring, it's not, and I wouldn't say it's the biggest scale scale issue but probably the most glaring and that's the current state of Ring of Honor um man Ring of Honor is
2: how would you guys describe it?
0: I would say the um, Titanic had a more graceful downfall than <laughs> Ring of Honor
2: a more spectacular one at least yeah. a more flashy interesting one versus just the the slow sad decline
1: Cause they- I was I was going to say they're having a bad time, but that's way more descriptive what you guys said.
0: Well, so the elite left at the end of last year and they've just completely nosedive since then. Um, Juice Robinson doesn't want to work for them anymore because they're that bad.
2: So yeah, I have a thought on that. It's that I mean, there's many like we could really dive into like the ring of honor stuff. I think, the elite, obviously, like, the elite leaving, it's like, wow, it is so clear who, like, the people you had that were bringing in tickets and who were over were. It was those guys. Beyond that, uh, this whole, like, New Japan connection in the long run, I feel has not been a a positive thing for Ring of Honor because at the end of the day, it's like all the New Japan guys, when they came over, it's like, you could think, well, yeah, maybe that'll pop a I mean, I guess they still do like eye pay-per-views, right? Maybe it'll pop up a pay-per-view buy rate and maybe people come to the shows because they want to see like, I don't know, Minoru Suzuki or or, uh, Tomohiro Ishii, like maybe. But those guys, they would always go over. Like the Ring of Honor talent, always unless it, was, unless it was like an elite guy maybe who obviously had like a working relationship with New Japan, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that just made the New Japan, guy, uh, sorry, the Ring of Honor guys seem like chumps. And actually, has concerned me because I've like everyone obviously right now is kind of like brainstorming, like, "Well, what if New Japan uh, starts working with AEW?" But it's like I now don't even know that that'd be a good idea. Like, you would love to see New Japan guys kind of presented uh, on like a national TV.
0: I think, I think I don't want to do it. Uh-huh.
2: I think AEW
0: would have a little more leeway because they're not so little brother brotherish. And um,
2: yeah, I would agree. But they can't. I mean, they they it really shows like if you're the one doing the job, people don't care.
0: Well, I think the other problem is is um, the New Japan relationship and the elite really let them ignore their awful creative, mm-hmm. and really masked like. The underlying problems of their 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 TV sucks. Their promotion is just boring and they don't yeah. get behind guys quickly
1: mm-hmm.
0: because look at look at what the product is right now. You have Matt Taven as your champion and um, he gets com- I compare him to just incredible because that's like what it reminds me of.
2: <sighs> yeah, like, you made that comparison uh, recently and. I I feel like that's really harsh, but I don't know. Like it, it's kind of it might be appropriate.
0: But you you have that, but then you have guys on the roster that might actually do a little better. Like you have Pco, you have Rush. Like why? You
2: have what? Jeff Cobb, who yeah,
0: who he just beat in less than ten minutes a couple weeks ago.
2: Yeah, and I, I so the problem with that, like it, it just it goes to like the their bad booking. Because Jeff, Jeff, realistically, not that you would necessarily want Taven to hold a belt that long, but in theory, like you should, if you're not going to, if you don't want to put the belt on Cobb right now, because Cobb is currently like in the G1. So he's going to be eating some pinfall since he's not high enough up in the New Japan kind of hierarchy for them to actually be doing something really with him. So, he's going to be eating pinfalls. He's going to be eating losses. And if you're Ring of Honor, you don't want your Ring of Honor champion to be like, you know, getting his ass handed to him in New Japan. Okay. So, then don't book him to like in a match with Matt Taven for the title and just to have him lose. Like, realistically, you should be building up a guy like Jeff Cobb so that later on down the road, like maybe at final battle at the end of the year, you have him win the title and then you push him as like your new guy and he could have good matches with like rush with. And I can see why someone like um, why juice doesn't want to work with them because juice actually falls in that weird realm where he is a new Japan guy, but he's not as big of a guy, even though he's, he's been booked kind of consistently. He's not like an Okada where he's at the top of the card. So ring of honor could probably feel like, Oh, we can, we can job him out to so like Matt Taven or something. But the other thing and is like I probably was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. What's, the, what's the advantage for that?
0: But like they're they're building Kenny King up for like a title program with Taven. Like who who thinks anyone wants to see that?
2: Who do they have? I mean they have like Rush and Jeff Cobb and Bandito, but like they're kind of new. But I'm at the point now it's like just okay, just, you know what, just hot shot it. Like throw it on Rush.
0: But then they they have stuff like they have Shane Taylor as the T V champion. Like I and I don't even dislike Shane Taylor, but that just shows like the state they're in. Like and he just beat Bandito for the, the title. Like, why did you bring those new guys in and then do nothing with them? Yeah. And like Didn't I they, understand why Skrull doesn't have it because he's just getting
1: out.
2: At least in theory, yeah. Yeah. Didn't um, I think he they also will.
1: I'm sorry. I know I'm jumping in here, but just as an aside, didn't they also take a recent move to go through and make sure that anybody had that had a New Japan affiliation? They made sure they had titles off of those people. I, I remember think, reading that just the other day.
0: Well, with the Briscoes beating the Gorillas, they don't have the belt. Like they don't have titles on anyone. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know New Japan's like recent string of shows they've booked don't have any ring of honor involvement so i don't know where their relationship is i know the msg thing like really caused some tensions
1: Mm -hmm. well that i mean that makes sense um just if we're in a place where you know we're not getting um you know you you, we're, we're not getting any particular uh benefit from the partnership it's just this is kind of um you know they're just kind of like, well we, we got this partnership what are we gonna do with it
0: but i know they just right, did, right they just did manhattan mayhem and they did that in the hammerstein ballroom mm-hmm. and they did not even sell out the floor and there were barely anyone in the balconies
2: Oh, and wow. that's that's pretty embarrassing. Didn't I? Yeah.
0: Did I show you the picture of like what the ticket sales looked like that day? And it looked like they maybe had sold out, maybe twenty five percent of the building. If they were lucky.
1: Oh yeah, that um, that that yeah, that we were passing around. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that. Yeah, they're wanting jack squat.
0: But they they charge way too much for their shows too. I don't know. I know the MSG one probably costs a lot. But so where I live, they. The ticket prices used to be, I think, like... I think I could sit second row for 40 bucks, maybe. And now they went to Ticketmaster, and second row in a shittier venue is $75 plus fees. Oh, no. And it's no, just no, like, no. I'm not paying that.
1: Yeah, because whenever you're not getting as much attendance as you want, the correct answer is to ramp up your pricing.
0: Well, I think that's in conjunction with the with their problems is like people are losing interest, but then they're like, they're raising prices everywhere and people are just like, but why, why do I have to pay almost double for what I used to get?
1: Why do I have to pay double for something I have less interest in?
0: Yeah. Because I love going to wrestling. Like if I could still go for like less than 50 and sit second or third row, like I'd probably, I'd probably still go, even though their product sucks.
1: there's nothing quite like being at a live wrestling show is there no it's just it's it's a very different um it's a very unique atmosphere and it's a lot of fun unless the entire show just sucks if the entire show just sucks then no you're not gonna have a good time but you can say that with anything
0: you know, most shows, though, most shows you can get one or two good things unless it's like way too long and you're there for like four or five hours and then you're just beaten down by the end of it.
1: Right, um, Matt? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think to me, like three and I, a half I don't wanna, hours yeah, is...
2: Don't, don't go to like a 12-hour show like I did.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot we talked about that hell. Um, yeah. I think 3.5 hours is about what I'm willing to sit through for a wrestling show.
2: I honestly feel it should, it like, four hours max. So if you're going to have the, the entire thing, like, if, 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 you're do, if you're doing, like, a pay-per-view, then you can get away with, like, an hour pre-show and then three hours of the main show. But I think that really is, like, that, to me, that's, that's like, it. That's, like, the max you can push it. Because beyond that, I think fatigue sets in.
0: Yeah, because as much as I've loved, like, the AEW shows, I even feel like Fight for the Fallen and um, Double or Nothing were a little too long.
2: I haven't seen Fight for the Fallen yet, but um, I I do, I think I heard that it was, like, four hours. Yeah, it's just... If, if, if you Double got or, the pre-show, yeah. Yeah, Double or Nothing was um, was four hours, too. Uh, but it did, I was there live and it did flow well. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why I say it. I think you can get away with it if if it's if it you structure it, that it's a good flow. But beyond that, again, like, I really do feel like beyond four hours, like you're just asking for, like, fatigue. Yeah.
1: And it's hard to put an intermission in stuff like that. Most mm-hmm. of the indie shows I worked at, they would they would put an intermission in the middle of the show to kind of let people breathe. But <sighs> how are you do- going to do that on a big show?
2: Dude, I've been to shows that were no longer than probably, like, if you really actually counted the entire wrestling, it was maybe, like, two, two and a half hours, and they threw an intermission in there.
0: I went to a Chikara show, and I think it was two and a half hours with an encore match, and that was, like, perfect. Yeah. You're, like, in, you're out. Um, That was, like, a Sunday afternoon. Like, I still had my whole day. Like, some of those ROH shows, and I know Matt's been to some of those, like, you show up at, like, Six thirty, and you're getting out like at one o'clock and you're like holy fuck like what the like you
2: know it, I, I years ago they ran actually in the dc area and it didn't used to be that bad and that was kind of during uh some of like the tyler black years and oh, okay. when they when they put the belt on like jerry lynn um which creatively again that was a little better than it is now
0: uh, they didn't start working Columbus until like 2013 I think Because mm. I used to drive I used to drive every now and then to Dayton at the fairgrounds to watch it but they, they've they been trying to work bigger buildings in Dayton here and there. I don't even think they do Dayton anymore actually but they, they started trying to work bigger buildings and they couldn't sell them out so they ended up back at the fairgrounds
1: mm-hmm.
0: They really have this weird thing where they try and work bigger buildings and it doesn't work
1: well, I imagine they've got to, they've got to at least try working bigger buildings if their, their attendance is up to see if they can draw more, but um, and if it doesn't work, I can go back to it. I don't think it's that I don't think that's that's a huge deal.
0: Actually, an ROH show had my favorite moment where someone's streamer got stuck in a fan and they could not get it <laughs> off the fan so the announcer like introduced the streamer and it got a huge pop.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, actually, at the Chikara show I went to, they kicked out one of the the hanging lights and they off a superplex spot, so they did the superplex, and this light came crashing down with them, which was also ooh, ooh, interesting.
1: Yeah, that's ooh, yeah. I wouldn't be a big fan of that.
0: No. So um, yeah, so that's Ring of Honor. Like it's really kind of sad because I think um, I think anyone that was a wrestling fan in the 2000s at least had some like some period of time where they were into some angle that ROH was doing.
1: Ring of Honor had I think probably one of my favorite hype videos, and it was just a hype video for the company, but it showed a whole bunch of people who I think it was about 2005. It starts off with Colt Cabana talking about standing on the corner, talking about Ring of Honor, and it it runs. It it, the whole thing's what maybe about five minutes long, but it runs. It's got thirty second sections for everybody who's in it, and they play according music for each person. So you know, you get you see Joe, you see Cabana, you see Styles, you see Jimmy Rave, you saw uh, Low Key, Lethal was in there. You you saw a whole bunch of people doing cool stuff. Looking like, you know, showing off, looking like good wrestlers. I thought it was. A, 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 you know, it, 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 after that, a bunch of people left and it, it just never has been the same for me.
0: It had some moments this decade, like there were a couple good years, like especially when AJ Styles came back. But uh, mm-hmm. they've really just been content to do nothing creatively. And mm-hmm. it's really biting them in the butt right now.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, guys, if I missed it, but did we talk about the, like, lack of attendance they had for that New York show? Yeah, we did. With Yeah. No, well, we talked about how they didn't, they hadn't sold anything, but the pictures were just depressing.
2: Oh, the pictures were brutal. Yeah.
0: That's a lot of their shows, though. People send a lot of pictures of that, and it's always, always bad like that. Yeah.
1: So, speaking... Um, I think, um, um,
0: I think I saw pictures of that gang grill show in Florida. And I think there were more people at that show than there were at Manhattan mayhem. Wow.
1: Wow. Um, man. Well, speaking of, of, of <laughs> bad booking, I'm going to parlay that into, um, good workers with bad booking hamstringing them. I'm going to parlay that into, um, someone who actually has been on the wwe raw roster and kind of suffered for it and that's that's Lacey evans um you know it, it, we we've we've kind of talked about this off air about evans and and what we're where we are with it and stuff and uh, we've after pitching back and forth we kind of agreed on some points one of you guys kind of like to pick up and and Elaborate on this a little bit.
0: Um, I think it was the fact that. um, I think we were all a little skeptical at first. But they they actually. Picked out a talent. That they. And they were right about her. And then they immediately booked her into oblivion. Because they put her in this program. Where she was like a non-threat. For three months straight. And they kind of actually did a lot of damage. To Becky on the same.
2: Same. Yeah, they pretty they they really were cooling her off or have cooled her off. Although I don't think the whole like Seth Rollins romance thing did her any favors either.
0: No. Right. He's like he's like an albatross. He's like an he's just like an albatross to anyone like associated with him at this point.
1: We'll we'll get to Seth in a minute.
0: But so I, I with Lacey Evans like I think she needs she obviously needs some work in the ring. I think she probably needed another year in NXT, but her character work is really strong, like probably the best on the roster.
2: Uh, she does get the character, and she is really good. Uh, you really have to. Well, nowadays, like the thing is, you don't pay attention necessarily even to like the TV. The best stuff that with regards to like the WWE takes place like outside of what you see on television, um, it happens on social media. Like mm-hmm. Twitter, or their Instagram accounts, or something like that. Um, but Lacey posted something on, uh, I think it was her Twitter account, and it was like she's like talking to the camera, uh, her like her phone camera, and she's like you know being very arrogant and everything like that. And, and this woman is trying to put makeup on her, and she just like snaps at the woman, and it's like like enough, like I already look beautiful, thanks. And then just <laughs> starts walking away. Um, and it's such like a bitchy thing. But in character, like, it actually works. It's like it's perfect for how she is.
1: Well, you know what part of that is, is that they are able to speak naturally because they know what their gimmick is and they can feel it. And they're not having anything force fed to them. Oh, it's good shit. Oh, it's
0: It's It's such good shit. There's a pooper scooper, John. The problem is, though, is like she does like she has that that rare it factor that I don't think a lot of people have. But now she just got jobbed out for three months. And because it's, you know, the WWE, they're probably not even going to use her that much anymore because they don't write anything for people that aren't in like the main program. So you pretty much you pretty much picked out someone you thought was going to be a star. They prove they have that ability and you pretty much wasted them already
1: she would have been a star if they had taken their time with it but they had to rush it
0: and she really needs a little more work in the ring but i i actually like her offense too because she does stuff that other people don't really do Mm -hmm. like she did that choke slam she did some other thing i don't even remember what it was but it was like kind of original and i just i know we were all skeptical at first but i kind of came out of this like Especially like the last six weeks, like even when they paired her up with Corbin, I was like, why did you do that? Like, she's like way too good to be stuck with him.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's that's that just bled so much heat off of her. And
0: it bled heat off of both of them. Like, because that Rollins and Corbin were just are just death.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I, I wanted to. Okay. More than anything else, right now, I am wanting to see the. um, I'm wanting to see new people being built up because we don't have a whole lot in the way of new people in WWE. Right? You know, I mean, AJ's around and AJ's great, but you know, AJ's getting older and he's not going to be able to go forever. Because even even
0: Balor's old.
1: Yeah. And and then there are some of them. They've just they've they've screwed around for so long that they're not they're they're going to run out of time on if if they keep you know Joe is good enough that that his thing's not going to run out until he decides it runs out. But they're yeah, going to be Joe's, that,
0: Joe's. really Joe is really losing like
2: he's losing too much. What? Well, uh, because yeah, why people going to stop? Caring about him because he loses every feud he's in. Yeah. Yeah. When he's a guy who's presented in his gimmick is that he's like he's basically a monster. Like you should be terrified of him because he could murder you. Right.
1: He's got everything that he should have to be that guy, except the wins right he's got the look he's got the offense he's got the aura he's got the music he's got everything except for the wins and yet he's still good enough to be over and people buy him as a threat
0: well the other problem is though is and it's going to get worse is they're just signing these people up for no reason and they scroll them away for in developmental for years mm-hmm. so they're bringing these guys up and they're they're wasting their prime years in NXT and then they come up, and instead of getting these guys like in their physical primes, you're bringing them up at like 32, 33 instead of like 28 or 29. And they're you have them up for like a couple months, and they're already starting to decline physically because you're just jacking around with them forever.
2: Yeah. Well, or you bring them up, and you actually finally do bring them to the main roster, and then you do nothing with them. You, bu- you push them maybe for like a month, and then you're. Vince McMahon gets bored with them. Did the, well, yeah.
0: did the did the Viking house party even get a month before they like forgot about him?
2: I don't think so. Well, forget even the Viking Raiders. Like, what, where is uh, office pain? Yeah, yeah, I know. Like the one had surgery, but it's like that was months ago.
1: Yeah, he's been cleared. He's training. I'm mean, shit sanity.
2: Oh, don't even they, get started. They didn't even yeah. do anything. They, no, that, they didn't. They, yeah, I didn't think, Eric I, Young
1: I, get
0: like beat up a couple weeks ago or something?
2: He did. He he back when they were doing the really awful, Seth Rollins is hitting everyone with the chair, uh, gimmick that lasted a couple weeks.
0: Well, hasn't hasn't Roman been kind of MIA since um, the Saudi show?
2: Roman? No. Yeah. He's no, been he's dealing just been dealing with the. He's just been a feud in a feud of death with uh, Shane McMahon.
0: Oh, is that still going? I thought they, like, moved him on to Kevin Owens or something.
2: They sort of are going in that direction, but also not.
1: Yeah. Oh, my
0: God, that... It's... Oh, that, that feud is just... Like, it's not even on Roman, and I don't think people have a problem with him, but, like, oh, anything Shane has touched in, like, the last six months has just been awful.
1: Yeah. Well... Like the And they the keep feud, having him win. Hang on. Well, but the feud with The Miz was fine until Mania.
0: You mean until and, Shane kept winning and winning and winning yeah,
1: and when, hasn't when lost Sh- to him yet? When Shane won at Mania, then it took a turn. And and it's, it's gone downhill. And it's only gotten worse since then. And it continues to get worse.
0: You mean that that Miz feud that WWE stands kept saying that Miz had to lose to get his payoff and then Miz never won?
1: Well, look, here's the thing. The build into Mania was that Shane keeps getting over on Miz. Miz is the very righteous babyface in this case, which part of me still thinks that's an odd phrase to say. But he's the very righteous babyface. It's WrestleMania- you blow it. The the babyface wins at WrestleMania with that kind of build. You don't hamstring the babyface. Go in to the big, uh, the go into the the you know the big show, and then have the babyface lose. All you're doing is cutting his nuts off. And then what do they do? They kept it going till the next week and had a cage match, and Shane won again. So now, Miz is... Shane beat him in that gauntlet match, too. Okay, so, so Miz's babyface run is dead. Um, and now... And then they, they had this thing where Shane was supposed to... Uh, Shane had... God, he had uh, Drew McIntyre backing him up. Except... Drew was basically there just to be a meat shield.
0: Well that's not even true though because Drew can't beat the guys that Shane can beat so they've pretty much buried Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Like people went from being excited about him to not giving a rat's ass.
1: Exactly.
0: Oh yeah I forgot they just had that stupid Taker and Roman verse um <laughs> was that Shane and Drew.
2: Yeah. Ugh. The graveyard dogs. <laughs> That's a great name for it. It actually is not the worst of their stupid names. You know, I actually watched that match up from the pay-per-view. Uh-huh. And I didn't feel it was terrible. I actually felt it was like decent. And Taker actually was at least attempting to be more mobile. Although he really still had issues because like he was at the the finish was like him uh, giving Shane like a, a tombstone. Yeah. And Shane initially like the I think the timing was off so he didn't like you know assist and like Taker just couldn't get him up so they they did it again and like Shane basically like did all the jumping but it it was kind of sad
0: why do they why why is he still doing that after he spiked Goldberg on his head and ate an English on his head
1: I don't know I don't have any idea
0: it just the, the Shane stuff is just terrible. Like it in a world where most of the stuff on WWE programming is terrible. Like I hate the Shane stuff and yes. it's everywhere.
1: Well, Kevin Owens, they, he basically went out there and said what every, all the fans have been saying. And as it turns out, they apparently just gave Kevin Owens some bullet points and said, go do your thing, which, Oh my God, look how well that went. Maybe we could do that some more. Yeah, but we're
0: we're doing Kevin Owens or Shane McMahon again.
1: Again, yes. I was hoping the Taker thing would just put an end to it and then it could be done. No, but and no. they're probably
0: they're they people think it's gonna end at SummerSlam, but they're probably just gonna have Kevin Owens come back as El Generico.
1: <laughs> I thought El Generico went back to work in the orphanage.
0: Well he's coming out of retirement for this one. Oh, okay. Uh I'm just saying, like it, the the Shane thing is just awful.
1: Yeah, it. Who does it benefit? Shane? It it ben- Shane already has a job. Shane is already financially secure. You have people working on that roster that need to work that could do things like I don't know, maybe sell merchandise. Or, you know, appear on TV and, you know, make more than just their guaranteed downside. But instead, these people can't do their jobs because I'm going to go with the writing is so bad that they just keep sicking with the same thing over and over again with can, a person can, who's not a wrestler.
0: Can we talk about my favorite moment from the Raw reunion show? is that screen cap of like the click, like being all buddy, buddy and stupid Seth Rollins looking like an absolute schmuck. Like
1: it looks like a sad sack standing outside the group. And that
0: is, that is the perfect encapsulation of his career at this point.
2: You know, I've, I've defended Seth um, in the past just because not that I, he's my favorite or anything, but I do think he's a good worker and I was willing to give him another shot uh, at another run with the title But he's kind of... We're going to talk about some comments he made. Yeah. But beyond that, he's kind of becoming... I almost feel he's becoming, like, the Wesley Crusher of (laughs) WWE. Shut up, Wesley. Yeah, just anything he does or says, it's like, shut up, Seth. Yeah, wow.
0: Like, he's just been... He's been wretched, like, in this... This, like, post-Mania run.
2: I... Wow. I don't understand what it is they were doing with him. I I presume it's like because they couldn't immediately put the title back on Roman or make a Roman to focus things that so they were going to go with him, Seth Rollins. Right. And it clearly has not been working. No. no. Um. So what? They just like Vince just panicked and decided, oh, I'll put it back on Brock again.
0: I mean, Brock's I said, not
2: always there. So, Brock's yeah. like hardly ever there. So, at the end of the day, it's like Seth Rollins is still going to be like the focus for TV. So,
1: yeah. And I mean, okay. You know what? You know what? Looking back, when were the, th- when were uh, at least the three of us pretty pleased with Rollins? When he was doing stuff as the Intercontinental Champion. For the most part. That was, that was that was pretty good, and we were okay with that. But it's just – Seth on top is not working. And then here's the other problem is that it's – we're in this place now where as Seth being the top baby face in the company, it is to be expected that Seth is basically going to be a shill for the company, right?
0: He's mm-hmm. really I, bad at it, though. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. Let's, okay, let's look back for a second. We are... If we look back at recent people who were who were company shills, basically, we look back at John Cena. We look back at Roman. Um, we go past Cena. We're kind of in getting back to Rock Austin era, that sort of stuff. What did we see from those guys in so many cases? Yes, they're going to shill for the company, but the other side to it is that they're not they're not being you know classless jerks about it
0: well, right uh, R- Roman had a couple of missteps, but you know he 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 righted that ship pretty quick right and the- I mean cena's Cena's been pretty flawless at it. I think Rock has said some dumb stuff over the time, and I think Austin did too, but that was also a different era
1: mm-hmm. well, and they still kind of righted the ship too.
0: Well, I mean, and Austin was like an alcoholic at that point. So,
2: yeah, yeah. I actually thought Cena was maybe the best at it. Like he's yeah. really that good.
0: Hogan was pretty good in his.
2: Well, yeah, time, I'm talking, but, mo- well, I'm talking but, more like the modern era. Yeah, I, guess. I would agree with that.
1: He, he, I, I would still put Cena up as a better company man to have than Hogan for the simple reason you want to come up with people that have bad stuff to say about John Cena. You're going to have to dig for a while and then he's got kind of the trump card, is that John Cena has done more like Make a Wish stuff than what the next two or three people on the list combined. And so you, you put all that together, and then you have you get to talking to him about stuff. And John Cena has some class, and he's a little self deprecating, and he talks well about people and that sort of stuff. What do we have with Seth? Someone asked him about John Moxley, and Seth's like, "Oh, I guess I couldn't hack it here." And then someone said something about Will Osprey, and and Seth Rollins is like, "Oh well, you know, let's compare bank accounts and see who the guy is." And then they they ask him about Moxley again. <laughs> he's like, "You know, he's taking food off my table." It's like you were just comparing bank accounts with Will Osprey, and now you're saying that John Moxley's taking this guy who is supposed to be your friend by all accounts, and you're it, doing
2: this. He got into like a really protact- protracted, protracted um, over the course of like a night. I got into like a, a weird uh, twitter fight yeah with will osprey and uh not that i'm i i appreciate will osprey i think will osprey is the best planet or better than you know Shawn michaels and all iterations of Shawn michaels um but i think he's a good wrestler i, I like will osprey he's not my absolutely favorite guy but i think he is uh in current product, like a one of the more exciting guys to watch, and he does have great matches in New Japan. He's had some really great matches lately. Mm-hmm. That said, I'm not the biggest Will Ospreay fan, but Osprey like clowned him, and I think part of that hard. part of that though is that if you now like looking at enough of these comments, because the latest one, as you've mentioned, is that he doesn't leave well enough alone. But Seth is now he was spouting off about AEW and specifically talking about. John Moxley, who is his friend, I think in real life, I guess he was, uh, I presume. I mean, they were working together. But uh, he's talking about AEW and basically it's like, uh, "Oh yeah, they're like they're at the competition now," and says, "quote He's the one trying to take dinner off my table. So good and so good on him. But we're going to do our best to continue to be the best here at WWE. And those guys want to step up." To, To the Big to give it a shot, then by all means we're going to get we're going to knock them dead just like we do everybody else. Which it's like such a that's that's so stupid. And it comes thinking about that. I want to dive into that in a second, but just generally, I'm I'm getting the impression he's just not very bright because he's not good at this. (laughs) He's really not. No, because specifically about this, like oh, he's trying to take dinner off. He's trying to take food off my table. It's like actually, however you feel about AEW, the fact that there is now. In the in one sense, a second major promotion, if you want to call it major, like that's that actually has already helped people out because guys like the club just resigned, and I think they resigned for like you got a big if race. not million yeah if not millions of dollars a year then for like well into the six figures they signed when they have been doing nothing with them until recently. So like it's already like helping the boys out. The boys are already right. getting paid because AEW is in the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no one's no one's taking money off the table. It's you know it's actually a net good. It's good to have like a second promotion because the boys will benefit from that. They have more opportunities to go somewhere else or when they go to negotiate their pay, they can actually, you know, maybe make some demands. Right. Um, but it's stupid that's a stupid comment just in general because He's obviously trying to shill for the company. I don't know if the company put him up to saying things. I don't think that they're above that. because I think the, the company does. I think Vince or Triple H or whoever does things like that. Uh, not to be all conspiratorial.
0: I think, I, I think that's true. But I also think part of the problem, and it goes back to his promos too, is he's not a good delivery.
1: No, he doesn't. For that stuff he can work a match but you don't want to give him a, a, an open mic
2: no and again I know I just it, it's coming off like it's not just like oh he's not he's not a very articulate speaker like I just don't think he's I question his level of intelligence as awful as that it sounds just because he's not forming like a logical
0: he I think his, problem argument. Too is, his problem too is he judges everything by like his exact experience in life it seems mm-hmm and I don't know, like, is someone that's, I'm probably a little older than him, like, that really gets you really screwed in life when you just expect everything, everyone has, like, lived your life mm-hmm. because no one has, so it's just, I don't know, and he, like, I said, like, during that Twitter episode where everyone decided to hate him, like, and it goes along with what you're saying, I was like, wow, he is really bad at the internet.
1: Yeah. You know, I've got this suspicion that Seth assumes that because he gets a lot of mic time, he can that he's he's good on the mic and he's good at thinking off the top of his head. The thing is, um, it, it it if he's stopping to consider what he's putting on his social media, that's a bigger problem. If he's just spouting it off because that's what comes to him, that's easier to fix in the stop and think for a minute, dude. But, you know, we're in this place where it's like, if you would stop and consider, if you would stop and think about what you're going to say and consider, okay, is this going to make me look good or is this going to make me look bad? What What's gonna be the outcome of this? Um,
0: yeah, but I would think I would think someone in his obvious position should have some natural inclination of of
1: trash talk
0: Well no of like what to put out for the public to consume about yourself like for especially as long as he's been in like that wrestling sphere, like at that point, you should just kind of know. Yeah, How people are going to take things like, of course, you're going to make a misstep here or there, but. Um, you don't see a lot of people, especially like that have been around as long as him, make the continual mishaps that he does in the public eye.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's again why, again, I, I'm, I almost feel like he's just not he's not the brightest bulb
1: out there. The phrase that I want to use is unforced errors. That's yeah. a good
0: word for it.
1: Because, okay, let, let's say that the let's say that he's gonna have Twitter beef with Will Ospreay. It's not like you're on the clock. You can respond when you respond. And if you were to say, ah, God, I'm not getting the phrasing on this right, or if he, he could say, um, this is this is I want to say something like this, but I'm not I'm not. This is I don't feel like I've got it right. You don't have to just send it out there. You could turn, oddly enough, now that it's been publicized, he could just turn a quarter turn to his left or right and go, hey, honey, this is what I was going to put out there about this. What do you think? Because he's dating someone who's a lot better at this internet thing than he is.
0: I think a big part of his problem, too, from anything I've seen with him is he kind of comes across just like as a humorless human being. And a lot of the stuff he's done really comes across better if you have a sense of humor about it.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: And I, think, little... I think that hurts him because, like I said, he just comes kind of across. Because even like CM Punk, to a degree, who I think Matt and I have trashed on this show relentlessly, can say things sometimes with like a sense of humor behind it and save himself a little heat, whereas Seth Rollins doesn't seem to do that.
2: Yeah, I would agree. If you
1: were able to just use a little deprecating humor, um that would go a long way, right? Cuz you can be like, "Oh, you know, hey, if then then you can still, you know, respond to somebody, but you're also like, "Oh, you know, womp womp," right? And and everyone's like, "Oh, okay, that was a good response and he wasn't, you know, you know, he's kind of joking about himself too and that's okay." It makes me wonder how insecure Seth might actually be like the guy behind it. Like he is how would, insecure might he really be?
0: I would think a la to Hogan. Be because, well, no, but there's a difference with Seth though, because so Seth had a run with the belt in ring of honor and he's had two runs with the belt in the WWE. And, um, all three of those were pretty much flops. Yeah, so I think I and I don't think he I mean He doesn't have to be a smart Person, but I think I think I think you would have to Be really dense to not realize That every time they give you the ball Like the numbers go down So I think there might Be some overcompensation there because I think There's some part of him that it has to Eat at him that every time he gets The He gets put on top like It doesn't work
1: Every time someone passes him, the ball he fumbles it.
0: Yeah. But I think his problem, though, is he is not a top guy. He is not a guy you should be putting your belt on, and I think that's been proven... um, I think it's been proven three times now. Like, yeah, he had the NXT belt, but no one was watching NXT at the time, and that wasn't really, like, a real promotion. That was, like, a training promotion.
1: Matt, did you have something you want to throw in here?
2: Uh, I again, heard. like I don't, I don't, I don't really like dislike him per se. Um, so I, I feel bad being. I, I don't know that I'm ready to say like, oh, he should he he shouldn't be like a top guy, a top guy. But I don't know. I I don't feel now like he can be like the guy. Mm-hmm. Although his,
0: I think we saw what his niche was was opening pay-per-views and fast-paced like 20-minute matches with other good workers for and like a secondary belt. I think that's where his he's at his best.
1: He's done v- we we saw him do very well I think at the the Intercontinental title and and doing tag stuff. He did very well with uh, we we it's just a question of where's the success at versus where's the not success. I mean, let's let's be fair for a second. The 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 booking for WWE for the past bits kind of just as a whole has kind of been a dumpster fire. So part of that probably plays into it. But then on the other hand, you know, you if if you're the guy and you're not setting the world on fire you've got s- some piece of that right
0: i would think he would i would give him a pass if he did not have a previous track record of failure
1: so uh, let's let's step back and say okay where have you been doing well he's been doing really well on that secondary level intercontinental level he did really good in tag stuff you know what there are people who have had great careers and done made a lot of money doing that sort of thing right of course if Vince comes to you and says we're going to have you be the weird top guy who's going to look at him no Vince I don't think so who's going to turn him down on that right Mm -hmm. so on one hand it's kind of like well no I I can't blame him for being there but it ain't it ain't setting the world on fire some guys just
0: aren't meant to be at the top either I think I think especially in the modern era, people don't realize that. Some guys are better at different spots on the card.
1: So, speaking of the Seth's uh, verbal jousting about John Moxley stuff, there's been some talk back and forth about the... Uh, especially at the end of Fight for the Fallen, Cody pointed out, he says, you can try and counter-program but you you can't you can try and counter program me you can try and counter program the bucks but you can't counter program what we're trying to foster in uh, AEW like at the exact same time WWE was was broadcasting um, the evolve show on the network
0: well i mean that was that was a poor choice of counter programming because no one gives a fuck about evolve
2: <laughs> yeah you don't the, the, evolve has no heat yeah if you're counter-programming like an nxt show like a takeover you, um,
0: like i i mean i think I, I think matt and i have both watched some evolve over the years and i really i like some of the stuff but a lot of times i just wonder like how does this stay in business like it doesn't nothing ever feels like it's important or that it's like over i don't yeah. know it, there's a way hey there's just a weird disconnect when I watch evolve
2: I agree it's technically very good, but it, it's it's almost like you're eating like a fast food meal it's like it's it's pleasant, but then like that's it like you don't like you don't crave it it's like it's it's over and done like I've had that it 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 is there is a disconnect there you're right uh can I make a comment just about them counter programming it mm-hmm uh there's an old adage which mm-hmm. I think really holds true for this is that you don't – if you're on top or you're at a certain level, you don't punch down. You guys have yeah. probably heard that expression. You don't yes. punch down. You punch – if you're competition with someone or you're trying to get to a higher station than where you are now – either punch up or you punch you know at your level you don't punch down because what that does is that whoever's below you it elevates them to your level and so them even trying to do that uh kind of counter program against fight for the fallen it to me it's it's so dumb and really kind of says a lot because look yes aew is quote unquote competition, but not really. Like they're no, they're nowhere near the level of WWE. Like they don't they haven't even aired one episode of their upcoming TV show. And no one knows if that's going to be successful. No one knows if like a year from now AEW is actually still going to be like existing in some sort of form. Like I presume that they probably will do okay, but I don't know. They may be a failure as like a TV uh geared promotion. Maybe they'll just be like a new like ring of honor or something where they kind of just are running shows and maybe they do pay-per-views and stuff like that, but I don't, who knows, or they could be like very successful. They could become the new, I guess, WCW, but they're not even at that point and they're not going to be at the WWE's level for years. I mean, they will admit that like even guys like Chris Jericho have given interviews recently. It's saying we have a lot of work to, do to build people up to even get to that near that level. So the WWE, like, trying to pull, like, little shit like this. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like, only people who are wrestling fans will even know this is going on, but it's just, it's dumb. And it's like, why are you wasting your time?
0: And that Evolve show, like, I didn't see any mentions of it online.
2: No, you basically have to go to, uh, like, a wrestling website, like, Figure 4 or, like, 411 to try and actually just actively scope out results.
0: Did, but, did it even get any mention on, like, the... F- figure four like boards
2: uh i didn't really see like a whole lot and there may have been a thread just talking about um results because i guess it was in a way uh significant because it was trying to be counter-programming but uh i feel like i actually read a couple things kind of people mocking it basically like does anyone care about this show that's that's kind of like the response i saw
0: I, I have a real like I said, we I already said it, but like I've tried with Evolve. Like I've like for for starters, I think they got messed up because they refused to provide like an affordable way to watch them forever because they did that stupid what was that stupid thing they were on? The Flow Slam thing? Mm-hmm. That scam that they were on forever. Like so they finally got like last year they finally got an affordable option, but like they just I don't know who their fans are. Like, I know some people that are into it, but, like, I just... I wouldn't show anyone Evolve, because it's just, like, I can show you better stuff.
1: Or stuff that's just as good and not as hard to get to.
0: Yeah, and and just, like, like the counter-programming, like, this was a house show, like, for AEW. And it's obvious, like, when you watch it, like... I've enjoyed what I've watched of AEW, but there are some warts, like, there are some problems. Like, I think we... You guys didn't see it, but, like, I think people are right when they point out, like, the Dark Order's not working and the librarian thing is really stupid. Like, I don't know why you need to counter-program a show that's still, like, figuring their stuff out.
1: Well, I mean, you're not going to have a show where every gimmick hits. And if you... eh, Oddly enough, the librarians were getting heat at Fight for the Fallen 2, so there's that.
0: Yeah, but they get but, heat everywhere, but then, like, the people watching don't like them, and I don't particularly yeah. like it either. So, I, I like, that's stuff they're going to have to figure out. And, you know, we've said on this show numerous times, like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of growing pains. You're going to have to forgive them, like, some bad creative choices because they're learning on the fly. But it's just, it's stupid to counter-program them because you're actually giving them more attention.
1: Yeah. Uh, like that the, time
0: when Sammy, like, made that crack the night after Double or Nothing and their Google metrics, like, went insane.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and Matt, like you said, you don't punch down because it puts the other people on your level. It also makes you look bad. Because it's like, oh, you know, I like to kick puppies because they're smaller than me. You
2: know, hey, are you going to be that guy? I actually, um, Go ahead. I'm sorry, Brad. Go ahead.
0: Oh, and how can you how can you counter program the promotion that has Jim Cornette's favorite tag team in it now?
1: <laughs> Boy is dinosaur. Boy
2: and his yes.
0: dinosaur. Jim yeah. Cornette came around on them, but I think they. I I will say I think I think they are a fantastic team. I think the visual of Jungle Boy riding luchasaurus to the ring is absolutely outstanding yeah. yeah and their acts are way better when they team together like they should i know jungle boy should eventually be like a single star but he works a lot better with luchasaurus they they really complement each other well
2: i think early on here in the beginnings of the promotion i think it is wise to keep them like paired together yeah. and then they can obviously break out and do their own thing uh I, did, I, I listened to like a two things i listened to like a snip a snippet of um, Jericho being interviewed for a show. I don't think. I mean, maybe another podcast or something. But he told an anecdotal story, and I don't really even follow wrestling, despite the fact their dad is. But uh, they like perk up whenever like Jungle Boy comes mm-hmm. on, and it's like we've kind of mentioned that. Like he has, they could do a lot with him in the future because he's he's young, he's good looking, he's unique, he's a good worker. Um, he might be someone that can get kind of crossover appeal beyond just like, you know, regular wrestling fans. Uh, and He's, and the other thing,
1: go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I watched the same one you did. And there's another good point he brought up in it. But it goes back to the. Um, oh, God, uh, it it goes back to what um, Jerry Jarrett said to Bill Watts. Where's the women at? Mm-hmm. And, and what's Jungle Boy doing? There you go. He's that's that who is, he's drawn in.
0: That's not what Jerry Jarrett said to Bill. No,
1: Wentz. it's that's not the phrase he used, but it's the same effect. Um, the other thing, the other good point that Jericho brought up is he said, "Look, we're we're not we're not huge, okay? We are. Whenever we, you know, we've done some of these shows, but whenever we go out and start doing TV, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go and book like little five thousand seat places and fill those up." and we're not going to try and book like 20,000 seat uh places. We're going to you know, we're going to we're going to get little 5,000 places uh 5,000 seat places, fill them up, let people enjoy it. It's been really big and let it be really big and 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 you know, there you go. And it, it, you have a uh, you know, and and build to it, because they're not trying to you know, they're not trying to um, they're not trying to, to kill WWE, they're just trying to have a trying to get going, right?
0: I mean, honestly though, WWE should be running smaller buildings at this point. That's yeah. true. So I have, uh, I have a question that's kind of a little off topic but still kind of along um, along the same lines. Have either of you, like, tried to consistently watch wwe tv since mania
1: no i really don't have access to wwe tv very much but um
2: so so not really
0: would you if you had like consistent access to
2: it to me it's more like if i have if i had the time Um, i would just because it's it's easily accessible so, I would because, but uh, again, that's like a time thing
0: see I, I i have easy access to it, and i I mean obviously, we tape on Tuesdays, so Smackdown's not like not um doable, but like I don't even I used to like seek out like the stuff on YouTube that they'd post like of the good stuff, but I don't even do that anymore.
1: I've gotten real gunshot about it since the report that um. They like the the who the ninety minute Hulu, only had ten minutes of wrestling in it from that well, one, and I was like, no, 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 no.
0: They've no, kind no. of gone That's... all weird, and there's like tons of matches now because Vince doesn't want the wrestling through the commercials. Yeah. So now they have a bunch of matches, with like two out of three fall matches. It's it's really weird.
2: Yes. Yeah. Can I uh, can I go back to one point? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just it last thought on the whole like feud thing, um, or the, specifically like the counter-programming thing. Uh, I listened to like a, a clip of, I guess, keeping it 100 with Conan and disco inferno. Uh, and I feel like they, I mean, you, they can have this, their show, but they, I feel like they almost have like an AEW animus or at least disco does. Uh, and they are because the, like, Kenny Omega had posted a tweet like complaining about the counter programming and saying, like, like, wow, like you're really going to do this for a show that's about raising money for like gun violence victims. And he got heat for it and he like deleted the tweet. Yeah. Um, and Disco and like Conan were kind of like shit talking him for that. And it's like, well, you know, whatever. This is just like business, bro. It's just competition. You know why are you getting all salty? Because WWE is putting a show against yours, and it's like they're like mocking AEW and Kenny Omega for that. And it's like, in def- in his defense, it's like maybe he was just pointing out the fact that again WWE is punching down, and it's mm-hmm. like what a what a petty ass little bitch thing to do for that for the WWE to do, yeah, Or a show that was about like charity and gun violence like raising money for, for gun violence yeah. victims yeah
0: if they if they counter-programmed um like double or nothing or the next all-in like okay you know whatever that is mm-hmm. business but it is kind of shitty that you did try and counter-program a charity show mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh, it's a dick move yes it's business but it
2: it's it is a dick move and uh, look it was it wasn't done just oh it's business it's not as if like you like the evolve show is happening They didn't have to air it. They only aired it for for that reason. It's like, so this is just like, you're being petty. And it's like, who's Like, no one is like...
0: I would would actually, I would be... I actually think that makes it more insulting that they did an Evolve show. Like, if they would have slapped together like a takeover to program against it. Yeah. Like, okay, like, okay, now you're talking, but you just put some, like, pissant, like, Evolve show on the network that you've never done before. That's, I think, that really is kind of... I think the gall of it.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh hold on, actually let me look this up real quick. So they oh, give me one second. Aren't they are um
0: It's NXT UK's. Yeah, they they this. are
2: like programming.
0: But that one that bomb tour. but they're they're trying to counter program a new Japan show the same day.
2: Yeah. Like they and, um, they are actually do, kind of trying to counter program against all out with the NXT UK Cardiff takeover.
0: But but that um that's been a fiasco because oh, yeah. I guess I guess um I guess NXT UK's like a massive failure.
2: Of course it is. Like and I don't <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I say that I say that like without any kind of I I I that makes me sad cuz I actually like a lot of those guys, but they're not really doing anything with it. Yeah.
0: No, but like they said, um, I've seen a lot of British people talk about it, and they they pretty much say like they're giving me progress cards and charging me double for it. Yeah, and I guess I guess they don't run very many shows. Like I guess someone posted stats, and I think Shad mentioned this on a show at one point. But Tony Storm has worked more in stardom this year than she has in NXT UK yeah. because NXT UK's run so few shows Mm
2: -hmm. that's actually the funny thing about that you're right because she on social media like on Twitter and everything she's posting like tons of photos with Will Ospreay and like Bea Priestley who's you know currently in stardom yeah Uh, yeah, so she's taking all these photos and posting them on social media with like people who are ostensibly competition because Bea Priestley just did uh, an AEW show and Will Ospreay's with New Japan but why not? Because otherwise she's not working. She's just. And that kind of goes to your point where it's like they're just signing up all these people. They signed up a bunch of people on the British um, wrestling scene. They signed Walter. Like, Walter is amazing. Yeah. Like, Walter's a dude who, like, you could literally, like, build him to main event WrestleMania next year. Like, that's how good he could he can be and how much, like, people could get behind him. And he's wasted on this show, on, like, on this uh, TakeOver stuff. Well, sorry, uh, NXT UK.
1: Right. And they're not running it much. They're charging more for it. They're doing stuff people have seen before.
0: And they Uh, killed the British indie scene in the process.
1: And they're not cognizant of how stuff runs over there. So they're trying to do this in the face of things that are more popular and are going to kill them.
0: You mean like how they... um... They ran they're running the NXT takeover Cardiff the same day as like a um rugby World Cup qualifier, yeah oh,
1: yeah and in doing so, I remember reading about this. I think it came from Meltzer, but it was the statement of they were looking at ticket sales for this and thinking, oh no, we'll be fine, but that was only one company that was selling tickets for it because the oh, assumption no, that,
0: is yeah, when- they thought they they thought um, New Japan only sold three thousand tickets. Okay, they, that's what that, it was. But they only had like a um, one of the ticket agents, and like New Japan sold like a shit ton more.
1: Well, because the assumption is that it's like America with Ticketmaster. By the way, screw Ticketmaster. And yeah, can the, we
0: talk about that for a second? My wife got a ticket to something, and it was. I think she paid forty dollars for the ticket, and there were twenty-one dollars worth of Ticketmaster fees on it.
2: Pay out the ass, like fees, and it's like, yeah, back in the day, it's like okay, you'd have to pay like shipping and handling, but at least like you actually physically they would mail you your ticket. Yeah, everything's digital now. I don't even want to. You want to
1: charge me for using my printer to print this ticket off?
2: If you even have to print it, because now yeah. it is just like here's a here's like a PDF of your ticket. Yeah, just hold up your R phone code. and
1: they'll scan it off.
2: Exactly. Of it. But and no, we like, have
1: to have a convenience fee.
2: Yeah, it's it, I actually like it's a very old man thing, <laughs> but I, I do complain about that.
0: No, it's ridiculous because like like I said, I think I cut out, but my wife just spent just got a ticket to a show, and the ticket was like forty five dollars, mm-hmm. and. The fees were twenty one dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Like I, I think that's why I don't go to shows anymore because it's like, oh, it's a fifty dollar ticket. I'm gonna be lucky if I get out for under seventy five.
1: Right. Well, yeah. You, you, and they they wonder why that that stuff like this is dropping off. And it's like, well, wow, it might be because people are tired of your crap. Incidentally, Vince, it might be that people are tired of your crap.
0: Or remember 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 that scumbag settlement where they to settle that class action suit Ticketmaster put up all those fake concerts that no one could get tickets to and then they gave everyone like a bunch of one dollar vouchers that you could not stack
1: Yeah Yeah and I, I'm wondering how they got away with that without getting reamed again Ugh
0: i don't know i i i I just i despise ticketmaster yeah
1: yeah. i have a deep and abiding um mr rogers would be disappointed in me but i have a deep and abiding disdain for ticketmaster so anyway uh i think i think we might have might have hit the end of the train right guys yes
2: it's derailed it's off the
1: All right, well, that's kind of how state of right now is always end up going anyway, so...
0: It's it's sad, like, I really... I think it's why we don't do WWE very much these days because we've said it numerous times on this show, we don't like to just mindlessly trash things. So no. that's kind of why we've shied away from WWE as a whole.
2: Yeah, and we don't want to complain about stuff because we want to actively like things, not... Be frustrated.
1: It's
0: it's more fun to like talk about. What's good about things. Yeah.
1: That's that's exactly. It's more fun to talk about fun stuff. Than it is to bitch about bad stuff. And frankly. uh, I want to see good stuff. I want to see people do well. I want to see. You know. I would love to see. Good things happening and I'd be excited to 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 tune into whatever the next big WWE show is. As excited to do that as I am for the next AEW show. Why am I excited for the AEW show? Frankly, I feel like they're doing better stuff and they're doing things that I like, and that's what I want to see, as opposed to Hey, you want to see Baron Corbin and Seth again? Like, no. i didn't want I didn't want to see it the first fifteen times
0: yeah well would, that's
1: I, okay because we're gonna do it again
0: yeah i would i would totally i would be happy if raw was appointment viewing again but it hasn't been that for a long time for me mm-hmm. at I, least not since it went to three hours it hasn't
1: even if I couldn't like okay even if i k- couldn't watch it live the fun of reading up on it or, you know, catching the truncated version on Hulu or something like that would be, um, you know, that would be fun. It, it would be fun to be like, oh, I oh, want to catch that. I can be excited about it. Just not getting that right now.
0: Yeah, because I try and keep up by reading the recaps. Usually, like, um, the guy that does those post-show raw show threads on reddit does a good job of like recapping it these days yeah and um i read those i'm just like oh my god who could watch this for three hours
1: right like the the okay the the one thing i saw the clip of it and it was just the one segment and that's all it was and that's all i needed to see the 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 foley wyatt thing from the raw reunion i enjoyed that that's a bigger thing to unpack than i think we're going to take the time on right now but I I enjoyed seeing that. I thought, okay, we're seeing some build, but I think that's just more Foley wanting to put someone over than anything else. Um, but the rest of the show, you know, it's it's, you know, the the young guys. It's it's Seth Rollins standing outside the the circle of old guys, going, hmm, "I'm supposed to be cool, right?" So.
0: I, it was um, the problem, too, is is like that reunion show just kind of turned into, hey, I was here when this show is popular at one point and I'll go away.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's I I, I was popular. Remember me and, and everybody, all the member barriers in the crowd go, oh, yeah, I remember. And that's it. It's
0: like Adam West on The Simpsons being like, why doesn't Batman dance anymore? Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right, guys. I I think that's about what we got in the tank for this one. So um, I want to say thank you all for joining us. Um, Hit us up on social media. Do you think we're on point? Do you think we're off base? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Um, This is Shad with Matt and Brad. We've been in three quarters. You're in the fourth. And we'll see you next time.